coming to you from Michigan, USA, and listened to by people all over the planet. Get ready to be safe and sound with Sean Sparkman. Sparkman. Never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you bow. Welcome to the Safe and Sound Podcast. This is Sean Sparkman, your host, and I am sitting here with Renshi Matthew Sikora. I'm really excited to have him on the broadcast. We have been friends and training partners for well over a decade now, and he really brings a unique value to the martial arts field that you don't see in a lot of places. So, Matt, you mind if I call you Matt for the show? Yeah, that's perfect. All right, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor for me to do it. Great. Well, would you please tell us a little bit about what you do as a business and how you've kind of put your business together? Sure. So we are 10 years in business at True Martial Arts now. Uh, We're providers of traditional mixed martial arts programs uh, for children as young as four years old, all the way through adults. So we have programs that range from fighting karate, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Krav Maga, kickboxing. So we try to have a really well-rounded program. We've got over 330 people in the community that are training with us now, and it's just been a fun ride building the school and getting to do what I love to do for a living. Did you ever picture yourself when you were going through high school and college as being able to do the martial arts, which you've been doing since how old? When did you start? I started when I was five years old. (laughs) Five years old. So did you picture being able to do that as a living for the rest of your life? I never did. It was kind of a, on my wish list, I would have loved to do that. But the people who came before me and the people that I looked up to as a child in the business didn't really have any success until much later on in their career. So growing up as a a young child, it wasn't an industry that you could both fulfill your passion and make a comfortable living. So it's not until the past you know, decade or so that martial arts schools are starting to figure out how to run their programs more like a business and make it something that uh, could provide a living for the instructors who work there and the owners, of course. So that just wasn't something that was in the cards when I was growing up. Yeah, and one of the things that's really great about the fact that you've been able to figure out how to run the martial arts as a business is it's given you, in my opinion, a ability to provide a greater impact to the surrounding area, to the children, to the families, because the one thing that I've really always loved about your program is that it is very family-oriented. Can you talk a little bit about how the martial arts have not only impacted your community, but impacted you as a person? Nothing brings me more joy than to share the success stories of our students, whether it be a young child with no self-confidence or no you know, physical strength or whatever behavioral challenges at school or at home, and we start to see them learn to defend themselves, develop confidence, improve their grades. You know, parents come up to us all the time going, this program has changed my child's life. So that's always a humbling and proudful uh, interaction that I have. So, or the adult student who loses 50 pounds from training with us and learns to defend themselves or uh, police officers who come in and it better prepares them for their job. And so just, just seeing the impact, I think for everybody, it's different what the impact is, but seeing the impact and seeing 
and people sharing their stories with us has been the, the greatest thing. And as far as how it's impacted me as a person, martial arts is my whole life. I would say that it is the, the root of where I found my confidence as a child. Growing up as a travel competitor, I had a successful career as a young person, and that brought me a lot of confidence. It taught me how to stand up for myself and how to be confident in business as well. It also teaches people about character. A good martial arts program should be really well-rounded in the sense that it's not just about fighting. It's about learning to be the best person that you can be. So I think it has provided that for me as well. That's awesome. And I will say that your program impacted me as a person greatly. And I really appreciate the the fact that I walked into your doors. And not only that we got to connect at this point as friends, and now we have kids that are literally the same age. (laughs) Uh, For those of you that don't know, our our sons were born on the exact same day within a half hour of each other. So it's pretty exciting. And, you know, for me, martial arts has brought me, like you said, a level of confidence that you can't find anywhere else. And one of the big things that really I took away is that you taught is the Japanese word tamashi. Tamashi means indomitable spirit. It means that no matter what happens to your body, to your life, whether it's in the dojo or whether you're out in a business world or you're sitting there with your family, no matter what happens, you are going to make it through that and you're going to persevere because nobody can defeat you but you. Absolutely. And that's one of the awesome lessons, tamashi, that is taught on the mat kind of as a byproduct of the training when you're when you're out there training and you're kind of suffering a little bit and you're you know you're pushing through weaknesses that you have and you're pushing through a work a tough workout it teaches you to persevere and it teaches you to have that indomitable spirit that you just won't give up so if you can take that life lesson and you can apply that outside of the school whether it be in you know academics or in athletics or in your career and you just take that attitude towards it and attack it the same way i think that that spirit that the martial arts give you 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 just can't find anywhere else right and the podcast here this show is safe and sound So everything that we talk about is about building a safe and sound life, and it's a lifestyle. That's why we're talking about martial arts today, because it covers not more than most people even know, because it's your whole life, and it affects your whole life. And it's about building a life that is not just in balance, but it's in harmony. And this is one of the lessons that you first taught me when I came to the school that really made an impact on me. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about what the difference between harmony and balance. Sure. I'm glad that you asked that and I'm happy to share it. One of the lessons that we share on the mat is we do talk about life fitness, about how to uh, live a healthy lifestyle. One, And I think most people are brought up kind of with this notion of, I need to find balance in my life. I need to find balance between my work and family life or my career and my training or all the di- whatever the different facets of somebody's life are. But what we preach is that it's not really balance that you're looking for. What you should be looking for is harmony in your life, right? You should be picking different facets and things that complement each other. It's because I'm training and because of the martial arts that I can be a better father, right? It, it keeps me physically fit. It keeps me mentally sharp. It's a great pastime. It's, it's keeping, you know, it's keeping me passionate about what I'm doing. And I think that translates to being a better father. And I think it also translates to being a better in my career, taking those life lessons off the mat, applying them to what I do and to the people that we serve. So I think that if, uh, when, you, when you take that perspective and you take that look at what is it that you're looking for in your life, you're looking to fill your life with different things that provide balance for each other so that you're not spinning 12 different plates and they're not complementing each other. Instead, you're, you're, you're spinning some plates that 
because you're spinning each one, it makes it easier on you and it makes it easier to, to find that, that uh, harmony. Now we do have listeners that are young. And then we, of course, listeners of all age ranges, people that are in their forties, their fifties, sixties, some in their seventies. Sure. And one of the questions that I've had when people ask me about my martial arts career is one, it, it can be intimidating to walk into a martial arts school, right? Yes. Two, is it dangerous? And if you're in your later years, can you even begin to do martial arts? Isn't it going to be something that would be negatively impactful because you could get injured or something along those lines? So can you talk about how people that are in those later stages of life can still benefit from the martial arts and what to look for in a school for somebody in that age range? That's a great question. And I, I, I would say that it is never too late to get started in a martial art if you find the right martial arts school and you find the right instructor. And what I mean by that is we wouldn't teach a five-year-old the same way that we would teach you in, in your 30s. And you wouldn't take, teach a 50 or 60-year-old the same way that you would teach somebody in their 30s. So if you have an instructor that understands that, and I know earlier on in my career, I didn't understand that. And as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm starting to understand it more about can people in their 50s, 60s, 70s still get benefit out of the martial arts? Absolutely. Are they going to train like a, a 20 or a 30-year-old? No. So if you can find a school that can adjust what they're doing to accommodate that older crowd and find a better way to deliver their curriculum, because there's always benefit that anybody can get out of the training if you just kind of adapt the way that you're training for your life, right? So what I'm what I would encourage people later on in life to do is that, you know, consistency is the key to any training. So, you know, everybody feels like when they step on the mat and especially because like you said maybe they're intimidated that they've got to go super hard every single time that they they go into the school. The first 20 years that I was training, that's absolutely what I did. But what we're looking for for somebody later on in life is being like a medium pace consistently, right? So the worst thing that you could be is going too slow and you're doing it inconsistently or going too slow, even worse would be consistent, consistently, right? So if you find the right school that can adapt the curriculum and you can you know, pace yourself and you can do that consistently, I think that there's a ton of benefit in terms of flexibility, in terms of coordination, hand-eye coordination, physical strength and fitness and, and longevity, the mental aspects. Right? Longevity, absolutely. Yeah, longevity, I think, is a really big thing because those added things to having that healthy lifestyle what is really important because a lot of people fall off the, you know, let's go running or let's go walking or let's go right. do all these normal traditional ways of exercise, right? And right. They can be boring. You know, right. I, I personally don't like to go run long distance. It's not, it's not fun to me. For, for the people that it is, though, great. Right. Go do your running. Absolutely. But sometimes you need to find something that is enjoyable for you so you can get that healthy lifestyle and live your life in harmony, right? Absolutely. And you're building a skill. Right. So the difference, you know, with like the example that you gave running is great. It's great for your fitness. Uh, of course, if you do it too much, it could be detrimental, but it's not really this like building a skill set like the martial art would be. And martial arts comes in all different shapes and sizes and forms. Right. So whether you're doing like a Tai Chi, which is a very slow, gentle type of martial art, or you're grappling and doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or you're doing, you know, weapons training. So, I mean, it could come on a lot of different ways, just like a yoga or Pilates. Like there's a lot of different ways to get fitness, but really building that that skill uh, in the martial arts brings that confidence and it brings brings a lot of people a lot of joy. Yeah, and it's really about finding what's right for you, right? Absolutely. So I do want to shift gears just a little bit here. I'm going to ask you a couple of personal questions. So only share 
as much as you want to share. It's all about you being comfortable and what you're willing to you okay. know, talk about here. But I want to ask you a question, which is, what is something that you have failed at in life? And we're not going to limit this to martial arts or business. Whatever you want to talk about, please share with us. I've had plenty of failure in my life. That's definitely been something that is a common denominator or a common theme for me, right? It's like, cause if you're not taking any chances, if you're not, you know, swinging for the fences, if you're not putting yourself out there, then you're never going to experience failure. So I've had failure in business, uh, you know, making business decisions. I've had failure, you know, in relationships. I've had failure on the mat. I've had failure in, in competition. And I think all of that combined kind of builds, builds a resiliency and it, kind of shows like, hey, I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to take some chances to improve myself and see what I've got. So I think the worst thing that we can do in life is is allow fear to dictate our decisions. I try to take more of an aspect of you either win or you learn, right? So if you're learning from your failures and you're moving forward and you're you know taking chances and really looking to maximize your life, failure is going to be something that you just have to deal with but it when you look at it from that perspective it could be a good thing right now i'm glad you brought up the one thing that you said which was fear fear can dominate a lot of people's lives we all have it no matter what we all fail every now and then and some people more than others but those failures you have to be willing to go through that fear and experience that failure to really build the ability, like you said, to be resilient and move on in your life and take that and use it as a way to become successful in whatever it may be, right? The, the people that I've interacted with, my coaches, my business coaches, my martial arts instructors experience failure. I think the, the most successful piece of people in business have experienced failure. Par- you know, parents, grandparents, we've all failed at one point or, uh, or another in our life. It's how you deal with that failure. Are you going to live very cautiously and not take any chances and not, you know, look to better yourself because you're too afraid or, and let, like you said, fear dictate your decision-making or are you just moving forward and dealing with those failures, learning from them and improving yourself and moving forward and having that growth mindset? So for the people out there that are struggling to come with that mindset, to become a person who has that growth mindset, what kind of advice would you give them that would help them to move past that fear and start to move towards that more of a growth mindset and lifestyle? I think look at uh, the decisions that, you, that you're making in life. And if I think fear is guiding those decisions, to really t- take your time in making them, right? So anytime that... And I think fear could also be paralyzing where it stops people from making decisions at all. So they're just not going to make one because... I'm too fearful if I, if I do, if I go one way or another, either way, I could face some adversity. So the advice I would give is don't let fear dictate your decision-making. It clouds your, it clouds your judgment. So we all experience it. So we have to take a deep breath. We have to think logically and make the best decision that we can, knowing that sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's not. And we have to deal with our failures. Right. And martial arts is a really great way to build up and learn how to confront, not only confront, but to move through that fear. Right. Absolutely. Because you're getting on the mat and you're working with people that you've never worked with before. Maybe you have worked with them a thousand times, but you always are faced with that pressure that's coming, whether it's a light sparring session or a hard sparring session, or if it's just, you're moving through 
the you know the paces and trying to get the technique down there's always that right. pressure that's on you and you have to work through that fear so talk about a little bit about how that can help you to build up the tolerance for moving through fear in the rest of your life so i think just having putting yourself through experiences that you're fearful of and then overcoming those experiences uh builds that tolerance right so uh like on the mat when we're out there training there is no gray area about failure you either fail or you didn't right so it's like uh we're doing jujitsu and you put me in an arm bar that's failure that i've got to deal with i can either get upset about it and stop training or i can say okay i made a mistake here i'm going to learn from that next time i get on the mat i'm not going to let that happen again you know i think the martial arts kind of puts that question about oh mate did i fail did i not fail was this a good thing was a bad thing it it puts it right in front of your face and you've got to deal with it every time that you get on the mat. And if you're not dealing with failure, you're at the wrong school, right? So, <laughs> right. you know, if you walk into a school and there's no no one there to push you to the next level and no one there to, to encourage you through learning from your failures, then you may want to take a closer look at where you are and are those people there challenging you to be at your best. And I think the same thing in academics, right? If you have a teacher and it's, it's easy street, in the class and you're not really being pushed to, you know, improve yourself academically, then, and it's easy. I, I tend to think that nothing good is easy. So, so you're going to have to deal with failure along the way. Yeah. So everything good in life is going to be difficult, right? Right. Because you have to fight for it. You have to earn it. And once you earn it, you get that, that sweet, sweet victory, right? Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, what do you think is your greatest success in life? And don't limit it to anything. Whatever you believe is your greatest success. Well, you know, the obvious answer to that question is my children, who I love more than anything in the world. But, you know, outside of, outside of that kind of cliche answer, I think the greatest successes I have are a bunch, a lot of little ones. A lot of, you know, certainly I'm very proud of my business and, and what we've done for our community and what we do for the people who we serve every day. But it's those success stories that I hear when people say, you know, hey, what you're doing is changing my life. So I think my, my, my biggest success and the thing that I'm most proud of in life is that I go to work every single day knowing that there are people who are counting on me and who are who feel like what we're doing is making such a big impact on them. You know, I think it can be really unmotivating to, at least it would be for me, to be in a career that, you know, you don't feel appreciated or you don't feel like you're making a big impact. So that's something that I'm super proud of. I'm super proud of the impact that we're making on the people around us. Okay. So really what I was hearing, everything that you were saying is your greatest success in life all stems from relationships does right so starting with your children and your wife moving to your business because your business is all about people right. so it's always building successful strong relationships and i believe that's part of not only a safe and sound lifestyle like we're talking about but it's part of the greatest success in life if you don't have strong relationships with the people that are around you no matter who they are then what are you really doing? Well, we have that same conversation with our young students on the mat. Uh, we call them mat chats. We sit down and we ask them, what do you think success means? Some of them say it means having a fancy car or living in a big house. And, and those are all great things, you know, having financial success. But what we, the point that we really try to, try to drive home is success is often is not necessarily just all about you right? It is, how do you impact other people? What's the legacy that you're going to leave? What are people going to say about you when you're gone? And we try to focus on, you know, being, being leaders, being people that, that positively impact the people that are around us. 
so you know that's what the martial arts is all about there is a common misconception that it's just a fight club and there and those things do exist but traditional martial arts are really about teaching people leadership skills it's about teaching them to be at their best that that sets the stage for me in terms of what success means it means are the people that are around you better because you're there and I think that if you can answer that question confidently and you could say yes, that you're successful, I don't think you need to have a multi-million dollar home uh, to be successful. I don't think you need to drive a fancy car or have all the things that other people have. I think what you need is to have the people around you feel like they're better because you're there. I love it. Now, I do have another question for you. As you move forward in life, you're, you're in your early 30s now and you've built a successful business and you can continue to move forward through that and you're going to raise your kids and your wife, but... Just as a personal thing, what are you curious about? There's so much that I'm curious about, and um, you know, business is one of them. I'm really focused on learning about what successful businesses are doing and what's making them successful. I'm really interested in learning about investing, and you've been tremendous on coaching me the way through that. You know, I'm curious about expanding my knowledge in other different martial arts. I'm just curious about learning. I try to keep a really open mind and. And I like to learn new things. And I'm just curious to see where my life is going to go because right now we're, <laughs> you know, it's headed in such a great direction. And I hope that it continues to go that way. But, I, you know, I, I guess that's a very long answer to a short question. Hey, but, you know, uh, the question you... is designed to provide a long answer. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I did that. Yeah, you did a great job. And, you know, the real thing that I heard is that you love to learn. And that, that was something that I was brought up, right? It, to love to learn. No matter what it may be, and my, you know, I was raised uh, by my mother. I, I was homeschooled until fifth grade, right. and the the thing that her and my dad both drove home is just you have to always be learning, and right. that goes right back to the martial arts, right? One of the things that uh, your teacher Kiyoshi taught you, and he taught me, is the one percent rule, right? Get one percent better every day. Yes. So it's not it's not heads and bounds. You're not trying to make huge leaps on a daily basis. It's like you said, well, those little successes, like building a house, right? One brick at a time. Absolutely. So if you're getting one percent better every day, three hundred and sixty five days later, you're how many percentages better? Absolutely. Three hundred and sixty five, right? Right. And huge shout out to Kyoshi Makzuga, who's been my my mentor and martial arts instructor my whole life. But another lesson that he taught me and that we share on the mat all the time is that, you know, we're looking for mental fitness. What is mental fitness? Mental fitness is the balance between knowledge, right? Loving to learn and learning new things and positive thinking. Um, so we always tell our students, knowledge feeds the brain, right? If you stop putting gas in your car, eventually it's going to shut down. Right. If you stop eating food, your body is going to shut down. If you stop learning new things, then eventually the brain loses the ability to do that over time, right? Um, and I think science has proven that. And then positive thinking cleans the brain, right? It's kind of like um, what what exercise does for the body. So you know we want to we want to learn new things. We want to make an effort to try to think positively for those of us that it doesn't come naturally to, uh, because I don't think it's an innate ability for everybody. I think you have to make effort at thinking positively and feeding your brain knowledge. And um, I, I I tend to think those are the people that I've interacted with who are later on in life are really the ones who are really fulfilled uh in you know in the latest stages of life have great relationships they're they're really still interested in things and learning new things and trying new things and it kind of gives them a reason to get up every day and keep moving so another there's another long answer to a short question (laughs) you know the long answers are the best ones absolutely so tell me a little bit about your favorite personal story in your life 
Well, I was thinking a lot about that, and I, I wanted to share a story that I actually I share with you, which is one of the things that I always dreamt of that seemed kind of uh, out of reach for me as I was growing up, you know, and really looking up to the, pe- the, the people I looked up to most in my life were like these really solid martial artists that were all around me. And they have traveled the world and like, you know, gone different places and trained in Japan. And, and I was like, oh, that's something that I always want to do. I want to hop on an airplane and just go dojo hopping from one place to the next and really experience everything that's out there and see how it stacks up to what we're doing here. So I had the, uh, the ability, I guess it was three or four years ago now, you and I shared that experience. We hopped on an airplane and we flew out to Japan. I guess it was four years ago now, just before my daughter was born. And, and we did just that. We, we had no plans. We had no accommodations and we had no, no, nowhere to go as far as training. We sought it out and we, we get, we, we're able to interact with and train with some of the highest caliber martial arts people, legends in the, in the world. So that, that was a f- amazing personal story outside of my family life that just another thing that, that my passion for business and my passion for martial arts allowed me to be able to do. So I'm humbled every day that, that my career allows me to do things like that and, and have experiences and, yeah, so that that's a that's an awesome story. I I, I tell it to people all the time because I hope it inspires them to you know chase after their dreams and chase after those things that they think are too far out to be able to to achieve. Yeah, and it was so cool because we both shared the dream of going to Japan. And you know, I'm the type of person that when when I want something, I go get it. Absolutely, uh, it was no different. You know, uh, the the first time you sat down in my office and signed up for a martial arts program, just like many other people do, you slap down the pen and say, "I'm going to earn my black belt with you." And I said, "Yeah, okay, sure, and we'll see." But and, and and midway through the training, I I don't know if you were a brown belt or whatever. We said, "We're going to go to Japan. We're going to train together one day." And but I think it's that attitude, that go-getter attitude. You did earn your black belt. You, we did go out and we did pursue, you know, kind of achieving our dream. So I hope that I hope that other people can kind of learn from that and go after it. Well, and that, and that comes down to what something that my dad taught me and that I'm sure your dad taught you as a kid, which is do as you say you're going to do. And I think that's yeah. something that we've really lost in our country these days. And sure. I, there's a million reasons as to why, but... I make it a very good point that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. So if I tell somebody I'm going to get my black belt, as right. you know, I, right. I got my black belt yeah. and I earned it. I didn't just pay for it or anything right. like that. Right. It was blood, sweat, and tears for over, over five years before I earned that. And, right. you know, it's the same thing when I said like, Hey, let's go to Japan. And you, you brought it up and yeah. I said, yeah, let's do it. And I meant it and we did it. Right. And I think that's very important that people do what they say they're going to do. And if you are struggling with that, it goes back to that fear of inaction the fear that we have in our lives can make us so stagnant, whether it's financially fearful or if it's, I know I should go do this, but man, what happens or what are they going to think of me if I go out there and I'm trying to do these martial arts and I look dumb or, you know, what's going to happen? What if I fail? What if I get hurt? What if, what if, what if, and we can't live our lives in that. What if we'll be stuck there forever. So it's so important to do those little itty bitty steps one step at a time to take you from one place to the other because you know it's an old saying but a journey of a thousand miles happens with what one step one step you got it one step at a time and so, you know that brings up another thought another couple thoughts one being i have another mentor in the martial arts wrenchy rob wickham uh and we were just talking about this yesterday he has a saying that he says and it's always forward 
right? We he really preaches a lot about you know don't sit here and overanalyze the situation. Just move forward. You know, take one more step of that thousand miles every single day. Just keep working, and and you will see your life improve, and you will get closer to achieving your goals. And the growth mindset is the second thing, right? So, someone either thinks, "No, this is impossible." I've grown, you know, the people like me don't get to do these things. I've been told all my life that I'm not smart enough, or that I I'm not athletic, so I can't do martial arts, or I'm too old, I I can't do martial arts. So a growth-minded person says the opposite. They say, well, I know I'm old, but how can I adapt this to make this work for me? Or I know I'm not the most athletic person, so what can I do to get those 1% improvements so that I am working towards becoming more of what I'm you know, seeking to be? So it's the question that you ask yourself. Are you in a fixed mindset that you think, this is who I am, I can't change that? I, you know, I can't be more athletic. I'm not going to get any smarter than I am today. I'm just, that's just not something I'm strong at. Or do you ask yourself the question, how do I improve? How do, how can I get better? How can I adopt? How can I overcome? Is there a different avenue that I can take to get there? So have that growth mindset and always just focus on moving forward. Right. And Matt, we're, we're starting to run out of a little bit of time here sure. and I want to wrap things up. Uh, before we do, uh, I do have another question for you. Is, is there anything that I should have asked you, but I didn't ask? I think you were very thorough. I thought you asked, asked some really great questions. And in closing, I, I really just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share this. It's obviously something I'm very passionate about. And uh, I hope that there's somebody out there that can take something away from what we talked about today. Yeah, you know, the whole point of this podcast is for people to be able to hear different people, their views, and how it can help them. I mean, if you only take one little thing from this, right. that one little thing may have a lasting impact throughout the rest of your life. And that's why we do this. And, you know, that's the most important thing to me is helping people. And like we've said multiple times throughout our show today, right. uh, being impactful. And making that so that you are always helping other people and that those people are benefiting from you. Absolutely. So I really want to say thank you for being on the show today. It was really great. And for the people that are out there that want to learn more about you, more about True Martial Arts, can you tell them where they can find you and where they can go? Absolutely. We're based out of West Bloomfield, Michigan, uh, on the corner of Orchard Lake Road and Maple Road inside the Orchard Mall. We're at 6363 Orchard Lake Road. And again, we're True Martial Arts. You can visit our website at www.bloomfieldmartialarts.com and you can give us a call at 248-706-0000. We're always passionate about having new students join us on this journey and you know, thank you for allowing me to share that. Yeah, great. And thank you all for listening in to the Safe and Sound podcast today. As always, we're going to be bringing you more and more content that's going to be about a lifestyle. So it's going to be from your finances to martial arts that we talked about today and how that can help you impact your whole life. We're going to cover all those topics and we will cover even more in the future. And we're really excited to be bringing this content to you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, Matt. Talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to Safe and Sound Radio with Sean Sparkman. Sean Sparkman. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, contact Sean at 313-246-9278 or visit the website at www.safeandsoundretirement.net. That's www.safeandsoundretirement.net. I must leave.